Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You can keep your heads for this segment. Then it's off with your head. No, actually, it's a very simple question. What are you scooping up on your 4th of July plate first? Coleslaw or potato salad? 651-641-1071. It's a side dish chat here on the Colleen and Bradley show. Good afternoon. (laughs) Holly's really excited for this conversation. 651-641-1071. I just thought, look, uh, we are all headed towards a plate this weekend, probably, uh, with a hefty serving of a variety of side dishes to go along with perhaps a um, crispy hot dog, some form of uh, warmed tubed meat, oh. and or a patty of ground beef. And I'm proud to be an American! Where at least I know that uh, I will have coleslaw and potato salad to choose from. So we wanted to know, which one are you choosing first? Give us a jingle. I know my answer. Holly's answer is probably neither. What's wrong? I'm curious though, Holly, while you go to the phones, but can't answer. <laughs> go get the phones. I'll talk. Okay. I'll talk about why uh, I wanted to ask this question. Because, I, well, first of all, I just wanted to talk about Fourth of July food because, again, I love a good summer plate of barbecue and sides and fixins and all that good stuff. So hopefully, you'll be having that in. Um, in wherever you are in your neck of the woods, I know I'll be having that. And in addition to like a brat, maybe like a, oh, by the way, chicken bacon Swiss from Von Hansen's brat, chicken bacon Swiss brat. If you've never had one of those life changing. Mm. So to add to that, you know, a big hefty helping of potato salad. That's what I would pick first. Tater salad. Tater salad. Let's go to Annie. Annie is on the phone and then we'll get to Holly's beef. Uh, Annie, you're up. <laughs> what do you put on your plate first, coleslaw or potato salad? Coleslaw, and I have a theory. I think people aren't calling because why is this a question? Because you think nobody would say potato salad? Yes, and when I was on hold, I know this is a bias because uh, I'm realizing all the varieties of potato salad is one of my top peeves. Oh, what do you mean? You oh. don't like all the variety? You've got beef I, with the taters. I hate it. <laughs> Why? What, what do you hate about it? It's just too much loaded and this and older. Whatever, all of them. I can't. All right. So for you, there's just one potato salad to rule them all. And yes, you're correct. But, but it, it's kind of irrelevant because you're putting the coleslaw on your plate first. Do you have a favorite kind of coleslaw? Just the generic traditional I like, classic i like kfc <laughs> oh hey i'm right there with you mm-hmm. oh my goodness right yeah, that's no. my comfort food so 
this goes deeper than I thought. It does, but thank you for sharing that those deep thoughts, thank Annie. Thank you, Annie. Um, I agree. I love me some uh, KFC coleslaw because it's like diced yeah. cabbage. Oh, it's so good. And it's sweet. It's like, ter- like I'm sure anybody who has a refined palate would bulk at the uh, KFC coleslaw, but I do love a good spoonful. All right, Holly, I need to understand what your issue is. With potato salad and coleslaw, my beef with potato yeah. salad and coleslaw. First of all, if there was a if there was a weapon placed in your direction, which one would you choose? I would choose coleslaw. Okay, why? Because it's the the lesser of two evils. Really, you find really? them to be evil? Yes. What is so am, evil am, about potato salad and or coleslaw? Mayonnaise and mustard and all that stuff mixed in there. Nasty, gross coleslaw and potato salad are two things I'm going to leave behind on the table wow. at any kind of picnic. I don't want anything to do with it. Now, Bradley, I've yeah. tried. I've really given it the honest-to-goodness college try on potato salad. Every time I see it, I see it sitting on the table, and it's disgusting, and I don't want anything to do with it. <laughs> oh my God, you like have a visceral reaction to potato salad? Yeah, I try to nibble on it. Oh, my God. I, I, do you like, not like creamy salads in general? Yeah, creamy salads freak me out. Really? Why do they freak you out? It's just like a texture thing. Oh, okay. And I, I can understand I that. I People have textural out. issues. Well, I don't want pasta salad. I don't want oh potato salad. Oh, my God. So no macaroni salad for Holly? No, it freaks me out. What about like a jello salad? It, it really depends. It's kind of scary as well. Yeah. Yeah. I Look, I love a good creamy salad. That sounds bizarre to say those words out loud. Hey. I like a creamy salad, uh, but I do, and I love potato salad. And and unlike Annie, I actually adore all the varieties of potato salad. Um, there is a brand that they make. Um, we have a a butcher down the street, Everett's, and they have this New York potato salad. I don't know what they put in it. I think it's like a sour cream base, and it's got all them bits and pieces in it. Oh, it's so good. But then I love my mother's, uh, which is actually my grandmother's potato salad, which I'm sure every you know grandma has a potato salad mm-hmm. recipe, which is just like super simple and basic with a little bit of pickle, uh, pickle water. Oh. oh, my God. It's so good. <laughs> it is like I could eat piles of it. That's nasty. Mary is on the phone. <laughs> Let's go to Mary. Hey, Mary. Potato salad or coleslaw? Potato salad, but not mayonnaise based. Oh, okay. So what does that look like? Like a German potato salad? It's a French potato salad, or so the Joy of Cooking cookbook says. So what's the base then? (laughs) It's in olive oil and red wine vinegar. Ooh, so like a vinaigrette. Yeah, like a vinaigrette. And you can serve it warm. You can serve it cold. I like to put it in the fridge for a little bit. So it's like, I don't know, room temperature. It's so good. You put in some red onion. Um, and I use red potatoes and it's, it's really good. And it's a great alternative because I do not like the mayo one because nine times out of 10, they have hard boiled eggs and I just can't stand it. Oh, so you're not a fan of hard boiled eggs. I I think I get that. Thank you, Mary. I love that idea. I love the idea of, um, I mean, I'm telling you, this is uh, something I like to do. Yeah. Is you just have a good vinaigrette recipe sitting around and then you can toss anything in that. So whether it's Brussels sprouts, you know, they're shaved or potatoes. Um, I mean, you can pretty much toss any veggie in that and have a 
tasty experience. Mary's potato salad was not intimidating. It sounded not nasty. So, Mary, thank you very much for you just, sharing you're that not idea. The, the creamy lady. I'm not the creamy yeah, lady. Which I get. And, you know, I will say a lot of us have been trying to cut down on the mayo because sometimes, sometimes you don't know what, what's in that mayo. Oh, yeah, that's true. That's, don't even get me started on what's in your like oil and stuff but um but no i find you know olive oil sunflower oil just make a nice vinaigrette pour that over your uh cooked potatoes chop up some veggies that sounds delightful yeah it sounds Sounds like a very it does sound actually very french i mean it's i think it's one of those things bradley where i need to go on maury and do one of those (laughs) oh my god and have like a a big jar of mayo show up and like run after you chase you around the studio just a giant tub of potato salad and chase me i need to do some immersion therapy what's the what's the lady's name it's like mrs somebody's potato salad like when you go to the grocery store yeah it's like gertie's what is that mrs gert oh Store-bought potato salad. Store-bought potato salad is a thing, and you just need to have a big jar of that running around. Yeah, with legs and arms. Mrs. And maybe some Jerry's. Gr- <laughs> I need to have Mrs. Jerry run around the grocery store, chase me down, and a tub of potato salads with legs and arms and maybe some googly eyes. <laughs> and just, like, spitting potato salad goo at you. Yeah, one day. We'll get there. Well, um, I hope that a giant bottle of mayo is not chasing you around your 4th of July celebration this weekend, Holly. But if it is, please tell us all about it next week. Now, when we return, speaking of mayo, we're actually not going to be eating mayo uh, today for Cheat Day Friday, but I am so excited. (laughs) Yesterday, Holly um, brought to our attention... Actually, it was in a story that I shared, but you honed in on this very specific product offered by uh, Sunkist or Starkist. It's not Sunkist. They do the oranges. Yeah, it's Starkist Tuna. This was awarded the People Food Award 2021 for the best new tuna. Best new tuna dish. We're trying it next on Cheat Day Friday right here on My Talk 1071. This might actually be the most bizarre thing we've ever had on Cheat Day Friday here on the Colleen and Bradley Show on My Talk 1071, streaming live, doing everything entertainment at MyTalk1071.com. I'm Bradley Trainer. That's Holly Roberts. And it's time to uh, try something new and tasty. Dirty Rotten Cheetah. Cheat Day Taste Test. <laughs> Uh, this literally might be the, the weirdest thing we've ever tried. Are you sure? Well, no, because remember we did that durian? Oh, the durian candy. Oh, that oh. got stuck in my permanent retainer. Oh my God, I remember it smelled like <laughs> like onion and uh, armpits. Yeah. Okay, well, this isn't quite that bad yet, but um, Holly, what are we trying today for oh, Cheat Day Friday? Well, you know what? This, this came- warm pile in front of me. Uh, this came to us courtesy of a recommendation from people magazine Yeah, people i hold you accountable a legitimate publication that bradley so you brought us a story yesterday about the people food awards 2021 which is just lies which is just lies but the intent of the lies is that they're highlighting the best supermarket products of the year yeah. Well, in the winner category. So we're actually eating an award-winning Cheat Day Friday selection. This is disturbing <laughs> that this won any kind of an award. So, other than most heinous. Well, the winner for best tuna. 
according to People magazine, is the Star Kiss creation microwavables tuna Latin citrus. You can't even get the words. Out. I can't even get the words. Tuna out. Latin citrus. It's a lot of words for what's on the package. So yeah, show me that uh, beautiful fish package. Now the thing that separates we've heard of tuna creations before because yeah. our good friend Candace Cameron Bure is a fan of tuna creations. And she sure is. And we've we poked fun at that in the past, but this took it to the next level, which is probably why it won an award. Well, it takes it next level because Bradley. <laughs> It's microwavable, (laughs) tossed in a zesty lime and jalapeno sauce. This medley of tuna, quinoa, beans, and corn. So, like, think of all the things that your stomach does not want to digest at the same time. uh, Tuna, quinoa, beans, and and corn. corn. So, it's going to smell bad going in. And it's gonna smell uh, bad coming out. Yeah, now, no. Holly, yep. we should describe what you have in front of you because we have two samples. Oh, great! One is microwaved for thirty seconds. Uh, I like I said, I have a nice warm pile of it in front of me. Um, you literally just microwave it in the foil packet. Yeah, you microwave it in the pouch. You gotta let it vent. It sizzled. I heard some sizzling. It was actually really hot after being in the microwave for only thirty seconds. So it did what it promised to do and it cooked it. So we have now this suggestion came to us courtesy of Jess in the promotions department. She's like, well, you should try it microwaved and then you should try it room temperature. So we're going to try it at two different temperature levels. This best tuna. Well, I think we should start with the hot Mm -hmm. tuna before it cools off too much. Now, um, as you begin to shovel this into your gaping maw. Did you give a look? Did we give everyone a look at the plate? (laughs) (laughs) I feel really bad. For anyone who has to look at that, yeah, because it is not a visual. The present, the visual presentation is not going to win any awards. Absolutely so not. So clearly, it must be in the flavor profile. All right, I'm going to eat the earned hot. It top marks at People's Food <laughs> People's Food Awards for 2021. Again, this was purporting to be the best tuna. Holly hasn't spit it out. It's not horrible. Really? It's not horrible. I would add hot sauce Oh, to this situation. I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's the heat that's putting me off. Okay. Well, it's hot tuna that's putting you I off. I know. That like, could... nobody eats hot tuna. Yeah. Oh, geez. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, no. I just spilled it all down my front. Oh, my. Well, that's going to leave a mark. Or... And a stench. Mm-hmm. Bradley's eating the tuna creation. <laughs> oh no, is he gonna spit it out? <laughs> no, but it's so like let's be clear. That is sad. It is sad. That is so sad. That is like that's one of those meals. This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Welcome to the Snapple Market Auditory Experience. Close your eyes. Imagine you're walking into your neighborhood store. You make your way to the back and reach for your favorite Snapple flavor. You can't wait. You take a sip. Whoa, that's a lot of flavor. Mmm. What flavor are you holding? Now open your eyes and check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavorful Snapple near you. 
Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. That this is like you had this in your filing cabinet oh, yeah. at work. Yep. For six months. Yep. And you're staying late. Yep. On a Friday night. And you and like the cafeteria is closed and you have no food and then you just open it up and just shovel it down and don't even taste it. This is survivalist food. It's bitter. To be sure. Because you look at the packaging of this oh, creation. There's like an aftertaste. <laughs> it is <was> true. <laughs> <laughs> you look at the packaging. So for Cheat Day Friday, if you've just joined us, we're eating the Star Kiss Creations Microwavable Tuna Latin Citrus, award winner for Best mm. Tuna by People Magazine. If I were Latin, or if that was like... if All citrus I would be offended. Citrus... Anything Latin? Frankly, if I were a tuna, I would be sad that I sacrificed my life for this sad envelope of tragedy. I'm surprised that Charlie Tuna isn't quitting. I, being I mean, he the should mascot. go on strike. Yeah, he probably should. Okay, now, there's just a sour, like, wretched <laughs> aroma. Okay, should we do yeah. the, the room temp? Oh, one? yeah, let's do the room temp. Because that'll one. be so much yeah, better. Yeah, because you look at the packaging bradley you eat the room temperature tuna okay because it's supposed to be zesty i mean the beans are dancing the <laughs> vegetables are oh, leaping god, oh, no. oh no so it's even worse i think it's even worse oh, god. Okay, hold on. okay so <laughs> it literally it's like there's no discernible oh flavor it's more tuna forward as well i'm trying to find flavors in here I get like a sour, which I'm assuming is the citrus. It yeah, it's trying to be citrus. But, but can we just say the obvious? Yeah, fish, sour. Um, it's not that those flavors don't go together, but there's like this weird thing happening in my mouth where it feels like it's already like digested, like the food came pre-digested, mm-hmm. like it, it's baby birded <laughs> into the packaging. Yes, this has been baby birded from Mama Bird's mouth into from mine. Charlie tuna charlie tuna indulged in a little cannibalism and decided to munch it in his mouth and then spit it out in the package i mean again if i were to force to eat this to get sustenance i could do it yeah you know what if it's the apocalypse and i need some sustenance but i would not i'm sorry i'm trying to be positive well i i bless you bradley now we gotta rate it all right so cobra's for cheat day friday star kiss creations microwavable tuna latin citrus that's a one. I'm sorry. I'm just going to own it. Yeah, I'm Holly. giving a one. Okay. It's edible in a pinch. I mean, it's we better. Really it's given it a it's better two. than a Jim Baker survivalist bucket. <laughs> That's true. That's true. It is better than dehydrated uh, apocalypse food. All right. When we come back from cheat day, I'm going to have to go to the bathroom. Uh, we'll be right back with some D bags right here on My Talk 1071. I have not laughed so hard <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> in the last 10 minutes than I have like in all of 2021. Well, we got-
to tell the folks what was happening? We will. In the so we'll break. get to our D bags in just a moment here on the Colleen and Bradley Show on My Talk 1071, uh, as we do every day, not just Friday, but happy Friday. Good afternoon. Yeah, happy Friday. You are listening to Colleen and Bradley, and um, we just did the Cheat Day Friday segment, which you'll be able to catch on YouTube very shortly. Lucky. And People Magazine crowned this Sun Starkist Tuna. I keep saying Sunkist. Starkist Tuna creation latin hot citrus or whatever it's called <laughs> technically it's the starkest creations microwavables tuna latin so citrus think about hot tuna quinoa beans and corn and citrus in a bag and you microwave it for 30 seconds so we mm. ate it decided it was a big fat one very took it out into the greater <laughs> studio area and to dispose of it, and sh- I decided to show it <laughs> to be Arthur. <laughs> to be Arthur, and I was like, "Look at this cheat day Friday." I think we almost had two employees up Chuck, oh, like poor- physically react oh. <laughs> to the sight and smell of Starkist Tuna Creation. Poor Grant, we learn something new about your colleagues every day. So poor Grant, you can hear him with Lori and Julia in the afternoons. Apparently he has really bad gag reflexes. I thought he was joking he, at no, first. That no, was that not was, a joke. That was legit. Bless his heart. Yeah. He was really... Because yeah. I went in and went to be Arthur, and I showed her the plate, and she's like, oh, what is that? Ew. And I, and I made, you know, the like, who sound. <laughs> the herp. And then I heard Grant behind me, like, really herping out. And it turns out, like, he gets really, you know, he has a really oh, sensitive reflex. Yeah, he's sensitive. So... Oh, my wow. goodness. Do not... Ser- anybody in your family that has a... Uh, a, a gag reflex. Do not serve them tuna creations. No, don't give them the microwavable tuna creations. I will say, um, I will say, I'm I'm slightly impressed that it was not as stinky as I thought it was going to be. The one that was not cooked was actually more stinky. Yeah. than the microwaved version. Which I of that. thought the microwave version would be worse. I thought the cold version was worse, it just I, yeah. from a textural like experience, yeah. and it just tasted like hot. Yeah, it was too fish forward. Yeah, it was. I don't even know that there was fish in there. Again, calories for the apocalypse. So yeah, exactly. If you find yourself, you know, uh, I don't know, you're stuck somewhere, and the only other option is to chew your arm off. Yeah, or you have to eat the tuna creation. You have to serve lunch to your mortal enemy. Yeah, (laughs) exactly. (laughs) All right, now let's get to the d bag. Presenting Lord and Lady Douchebag of the Day. Who's your D-bag, Brad? Thanks for asking. It's Ghislaine Maxwell. Oh, wow. Yeah, she's been a D-bag several times on this very program, but I could not keep myself from sharing this story with you about uh, Ghislaine Maxwell. I should say really quickly for those who don't know, she was sort of the right-hand man woman uh, for Jeffrey Epstein, uh, who is no longer with us, who was accused uh, and actually convicted of being a serial sex predator, right? Mm Mm-hmm. So she is in headlines again, quote, now Ghislaine Maxwell's lawyer says she should be freed in wake of Cosby's release. Okay. Um, So she's like, hey, Bill Cosby got out of jail. I should get out of jail, too. Because that's how it works, right? 
Exactly. Apparently, her appellate lawyer said that prosecutors in New York should never have gone after her. Um, apparently because a prosecutor promised Epstein that she wouldn't be charged. So they're trying to say that uh, the the thing that got Bill Cosby out of prison should also apply to Ghislaine Maxwell. The only problem is she hasn't been, uh, I mean, her trial hasn't even happened yet. No, it's set to happen later this year. But, you know, Bradley, we did hear a blind item yesterday. Oh, we did? Yeah, what, we what did. What did I miss? Oh, Oh, we had a blind item, Bradley, yesterday about this very thing. I don't remember. Oh, okay. Well, I mean, I will when you tell me because, you know. Well, um, so here's the blind item from yesterday. The comedian rapist decision has no legal precedent in a federal case, but it does show what can happen oh, when yeah. someone is assured by the authorities that they won't be prosecuted for something but then are. It is a similar situation to what the Madam Procurer is facing now. Interesting. There's one big difference, though. So what that blind item is suggesting is that um, Ghislaine Maxwell is uh, dealing with the same issue that Bill Cosby did, Mm -hmm. that a prosecutor said that they wouldn't be pursued and therefore gave all sorts of testimony that ended up, you know, being used against them. Essentially, that's what the blind item is saying, right? Right. Well, the difference, I would think, Holly, is that those were Florida prosecutors that said they wouldn't go after Epstein. Right. So, so wouldn't that be, you know, because she's, of course, being tried in New York, like mm-hmm. there's no, it doesn't matter, I would imagine, if you're in a different state. Well, that's you know, what, yeah. The, oh, I was just going to say, that's what the blind item is alluding to, that it's not a federal precedent. Oh, yeah, because yeah. didn't the blind item say something about federal? Yes. So that's what it, that's what NT lawyer said, you know, there's no federal precedent for what happened to Bill Cosby, because that ruling was made by a Pennsylvania Supreme Court. So it's not like... Elaine Maxwell can be like, well, you know, because Bill Cosby over there did that. That means the same thing for me. Well, no, it doesn't because you're being tried in the state of New York. So, yeah, exactly. It's a state thing. It's not and there's no federal precedent. So even if because I don't remember now if she's being tried on federal charges or state charges. But what what essentially the blind item is admit or alluding to is that this was a state of Pennsylvania experience. And she is not going to be affected by a decision that was made at the, the Pennsylvania Supreme Court. Mm-hmm. Even if it was, you know, local or federal charges, she's not in Pennsylvania. This has no effect on her. So nice try. Fat chance. Ghislaine Maxwell, you're not getting out of uh, jail, at least before your trial. And then, you know, should you be held accountable, don't think you're going to walk away the same way Bill Cosby did. Yeah, exactly. Do not pass go. Do not collect $200, Ghislaine Maxwell. Exactly. Ah! Who's your D-bag? Uh, it's Brandy Glanville. Oh, hi. Hi. Brandy. Oh, God, what's she up to? Um, Blast appara- from the past. Yeah, Blast from the past. You know, this is just, you know, sometimes we find D-bags where we can find them. She's my D-bag today because... She once threatened to kill Leanne Rimes. What? <laughs> totally believable, but what? How? How are we knowing this? Well, because Brandy Glanville is telling us this. She's recalling a time where she told Leanne Rimes that she would what Page Six says quote murder her after finding out Leanne Rimes was having an affair with her then husband Eddie Cibrian. So, Brandy Glanville apparently writing an op-ed for the Sun. Uh, because we need an op-ed from Brandy <laughs> Glanville. op for the sun? Yeah, because they're getting into the op-ed business. How much uh, money did she get for that? Uh, well, I guess we'd have to ask her. She probably would block us from Twitter if we did that. 
But she said one time, this was in the op-ed, one time before they were married, I walked up to a soccer game and uh, Jake, that's Brandy Glanville's son, who was two, was sitting in her lap and I had this rage in my body and I really wanted to kill her. She said, I walked over to her, grabbed Jake, and I looked at her and said, quote, I will bleeping murder you. Okay. Brandy Glanville noted that Leanne Rimes didn't cope well. And that Brandy Glanville also didn't cope well with the end of her marriage. So, you know, death threats and yeah, things. These two yeah. have had uh, a very troubled relationship up until very recently. I mean, which is weird that this is an op-ed right now. Because if you'll remember correctly, I think we, gosh, it can't have been that long ago, maybe a month or so, that we showed a photo of them all hanging out and they were talking about how they're always going to be together as a family. Like mm-hmm. it's it's an unusual relationship, but because we share kids, we're always going to be in each, other, in, in each other's lives, right? Right. Well, and she said that she's friends with Leanne Rives now. So I suppose this is all painting the narrative at one point in time. I wanted to literally kill this person, but now it's all better, and now we're friends, and now we can move on with our lives. Okay. Okay. Well, you know, good luck to all of them. I hope she got a big fat check for doing an op-ed in The The Sun. Sun. Ultimate betrayal. The U.S. Sun, by the way. Which is now a thing. It's just totally a thing. I need to understand how this is a thing. Where are they based? Probably in the U.K., but it's kind of like what the Daily Mail does. And it, The Sun is a British tabloid. They obviously want to compete with the Daily Mail, which is a British tabloid as well for clicks and views. Yeah. But, the, but the Daily Mail also sets up a U.S. showbiz version so that you don't have to look at all the U.K. celebrities who are on Love Island. And yeah, that you don't know. The only way is Essex and all those people you don't know. So I think that this is the equivalent. And obviously they've got the brain trust well, going. Going deep and... Shelling out big bucks to Brandy Glanville to tell the truth that we already actually knew. Yeah. Uh, if you were paying attention. But, you know, good luck to her. Yeah, we wish her the best. Cash that paycheck. Mm-hmm. Um, thanks, U.S. Sun. Yay. Or Sun U.S. Okay. So. That's the D bags for the day. Mm-hmm. Hey, when we come back, I think we should talk about Benefer. We haven't gotten to them. I feel like they really have lost some steam. And frankly, I think it's Britney Spears' fault. She's kind of taken the oxygen out of the room, rightfully so. Um, but it's taken away attention from the POS, the Publationship of Summer, Jen and Ben. Um, apparently, JLo has had an effect on Ben. Uh, since they've been hanging out, and I'll tell you what that effect is when we come back right here on My Talk 1071. Thank you, Holly Roberts. And welcome back to the Colleen and Bradley Show here on My Talk 1071. Good Friday to you. Don't forget to download our app so you can listen to your favorite shows all weekend, listen to replays, podcasts. Oh, by the way, Colleen and I have a new podcast season coming out of our Go Deep in the Shallow podcast, Pew Pew Season 2. Season 2. Electric Boogaloo. Yeah. It's actually all about one person and her effect on some of our favorite pop culture heroes. Stay tuned for more details in the first episode next week. Now, let's go back to P.O.S. Publationship of, of Summer. summer. <laughs> um, the Publationship of Summer this year is none other than Ben Affleck and Jennifer Lopez. Mm-hmm. Benefer 2.0, if and, you will. If you will. And, you guys, apparently J-Lo has been having an effect on Ben since they've been getting together. And, um, you know, 
Oh, this is just a bunch of crap. But um, here we go. Here's the headline. The J-Lo effect. <clears throat> Do you want to know what the J-Lo effect is, Holly? Is it kind of like the Doppler effect? No, no, no. I don't think so. Okay, well. But I would have to check with our meteorologist, Ken Barlow. Oh, sure. But it, what we're saying is the J-Lo effect perhaps is not rooted in science of any kind. No. Um, according to the Daily Mail, the J-Lo effect. Ben Affleck emerges looking buff while picking up son Samuel after rekindling romance without, or excuse me, with, I thought it said, without junkie Jennifer. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. For Lopez. Oh, but it says, with workout junkie Jennifer Lopez. Yeah, okay. Oh, geez. So, ergo, Ben Affleck is swole. Because he's rubbing up on J-Lo, and everybody knows J-Lo is the fit queen. Fit queen! She's fit queen! Um, Yeah. So then you're treated to some photos of Ben Affleck uh, uh, walking his son to school, I think, or picking him up, or he was picking him up from school, I guess. Going Uh, to and fro. His son, Samuel. And literally, it's... So the, the caption of the first photo, which is just Ben holding, like, a tote the backpack and a lunch pail um ripped Ben Affleck was seen looking buff while picking up his son Samuel 9 from school in Los Angeles I mean sure he's got nice arms okay I mean he's in shape wow congratulations but like I don't understand the connection I mean I I totally understand because it's a thing that we've like picked up in the media Mm -hmm. this idea that like you know, obviously, if he's going to be with J-Lo, he's got to have his fitness taken yeah. care of because she doesn't want no schlubby dad bod. Yeah, he can't just be sitting out on the balcony of their rented sex mansion smoking cigarettes and having a middle-aged paunch gut. No, no, no. This this is a load of crap, Bradley, and I'm going to tell you why. Oh, good. I, I'm all here for this. This has nothing to do with Jennifer Lopez. This has nothing, nothing to do with Ben Affleck and Jennifer Lopez getting back together. What does it have to do with? This has everything to do with Ben Affleck playing Batman. Oh, okay. it's so obvious. It's so obvious because Ben Affleck is reprising the role as Batman in the upcoming DC Cinematic Universe movie, The Flash. Okay. And that movie so. is filming right now as we speak. I don't know when Ben Affleck is but- due on the set. Is this not the most delightful use of... This is why the publicationship of the summer, this is why a publicationship is a thing, this is why they are the thing that everybody is talking about, because they are like superheroes of celebrity publicationships. Oh, yeah. In that, you have the two of them together generating headlines for their own individual purposes. So you're right. He obviously is getting in shape for Batman. Mm-hmm. She, though, benefits from that because it allows for headlines like this. Ben Affleck looks swole because of his workout junkie girlfriend. 
which just reinforces the things that she's trying to get across, right? That she's like superwoman, that she's kicking and stretching and kicking at the age of 50, whatever. And, um, well, by the way, all those headlines are in service of the projects that she's got working on. The film that she uh, filmed earlier this year, what was it called? Shotgun Wedding. Shotgun Wedding. I almost said Stepmom. I was like, I don't know what that's a different movie. But anyway, so, yeah, so these two just constantly are generating headlines for each other. Yeah, sure. And Jennifer Lopez, not only is it the movie Shotgun Wedding, but Jennifer Lopez's whole brand is about wellness it's about looking your best it's about achievement it's about being all of those kind of superlatives because conveniently bradley with this daily mail article oh look it's the vegan gluten-free non-gmo vitamin supplements that jennifer lopez is selling the goalie nutrition nug things that she the yeah, so it, so it all fits in. I, it seems like to me only a matter of time before we get to the Chris Hemsworth version of Jennifer Lopez's lifestyle body brand, right? Like whether that's like body wear or some sort of training program. I mean, you can just totally smell it. Yeah. You know, whether it's Mark Wahlberg, um, you know, in his fit. What is that? F- F45. F45. Yeah, anytime you see. But by the way, if you didn't know, anytime that you see Mark Wahlberg getting fit and he's working out on an F45. He's doing that cuz he's an investor in it. Ding ding. So, and God know. bless him. Yeah. It's just it is what it is. It just again reinforces and reiterates and shows the power of a publicationship because it it allows people to get, you know, re <clears throat> to sort of cement the image you have about the person in order. Like every headline is in service of the image they're trying to put out there. Yeah. You know, remember all the times that we saw JLo and and uh, A-Rod together last year, like in the height of the pandemic, they were going to the gym. Yeah. Right? Like, when which we was just a weird flex. We weren't going no intended. to the gym mm-hmm. at that time specifically. But that was so important. You yeah. Know, not that they didn't have more money than God that they could have, you know, and probably did have a bunker of uh, workout equipment in their very own home. They had to be seen going to the gym, mm-hmm. you know, because... Fitness waits for no plague. <laughs> right, exactly. That's what they thought back in the 1300s. They're like, oh, I'm going to uh, be doing my squats now. I got to get my burpees in for the day. <laughs> yeah. I mean, hey, I understand. Uh, yeah. Taking care of yourself is very important. I'm just saying, it's clear to me the way that she is presented that, well, if she's not going to be doing some sort of lifestyle, health, fitness thing, mm-hmm. she should be. She's missing a huge opportunity, and she has other lifestyle things, right? Like, she has a beauty line. Well, she has a beauty line, J-Lo Beauty, that's at Sephora. She has done collaborations with, I think, fashion, like fitness leggings. I know she's done that. And then, you know, Jennifer Lopez has been around for 20-plus years. I think I remember she had some kind of relationship with celebrity fitness trainer Gunnar Peterson, doing workouts and being fit. So over the course of decades, I'm sure she's dabbled into it, but right now it's like... What was the Madonna one? What's her name? Tracy Anderson? Yeah. That that was not Jennifer Lopez related. That's Gwyneth Paltrow related. So let us uh, get our... But I wouldn't be surprised. I mean, you know, West Coast fitness, like it's got to be a small community. Yeah, that's true. I mean, they all kind of cross the streams. Which, by the way, can I just take this moment And uh, if you're just joining us, we're talking about Jennifer Lopez, Ben Affleck, finally in headlines again, beating out Britney Spears for coverage. This time because Ben Affleck picked up his kids with swole arms, Mm -hmm. not literally picked them up, but like picked them up from school. 
showing off his swole arms. And of course, that was Jennifer Lopez's responsibility because he was a hot mess until she came along. I don't know, whatever. Um, But there is a wonderful episode of, and I will get the details in just a moment, but I believe it's a Decoder Ring podcast. The Decoder Ring podcast is a wonderful sort of like rabbit hole podcast that goes on random stories about stuff. And there's a whole thing about Jennifer... um, um, Jane Fonda mm. and the history of the Jane Fonda workout craze that will blow your mind because she didn't actually create it. There was another woman who created it for her and never got the credit until now. Um, and Jane Fonda, this was actually like a problem for her and it led to some like really nasty stuff, but it was a fascinating and amazing story, totally unrelated. But this whole idea of sort of fitness um, and celebrity made me think of that. Anyway, I think it was a Dakota Ring podcast. If that's not true, I'll tell you on the other side of the break. But when we come back from Jane Fonda Fitness, J-Lo, and more, we're going to talk fireworks. Holly just wants to know fireworks, yay or nay. Right, Holly? Right, that's it. 651-641-1071, fireworks, yay or nay. We'll be right back.